Hey, I'm Sarah. When planning our home birth, my husband Matthew and I were really frustrated by the lack of empowering and honest home birth resources. So we created this podcast to start a new conversation for moms and families like us. This is Doing It at Home. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. I am Sarah Bivens, and hanging out with me is my husband, Matthew, who is developing his green thumb recently. We have a garden in our backyard, and it is totally his baby. We have part of a garden. Part of a garden. Because not only am I a gardener, but I'm also a, how should we say, um, a chef. (laughs) A food preparer and deliverer for deer. Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, I grow it, they eat it. And uh, so right now we have a partial garden. Freaking deer. I guess I might become a hunter soon. Can I just share, though, what you're doing to combat this deer situation? You are collecting your urine mm-hmm. in our former smoothie cups that your, we no longer use yours your smoothie cup not the one i use the one that you well use. we're not going to use it anymore you've been collecting your urine and <laughs> spreading it around the garden because apparently human urine wards off deer they're gonna know them the alpha male right darn right yeah okay that's what's going on in our <laughs> life in our house we're collecting our urine in jars i gave you the turkey baster and your own cup but you weren't digging i'm not it. doing that nope yeah. sorry Sorry, so, it's your project. <laughs> Anyways. Well, when, when you're ju- enjoying one of the big juicy tomatoes, oh, you'll, know, you'll know what helped create it. Okay, rolling right along. <laughs> um, before we get into today's topic, I thought it'd be cool to just talk about a few fun and cool things that have been going on in our life um, and share them with people. So we had a really big milestone in this family this past weekend. Yes, we did. I went away for the first time for two full days, two nights, by myself. Yes. No baby. No baby. Just me and my breast pump. Um, (laughs) I um, drove to South Carolina for the weekend for one of my great friends who was getting married, and I was so excited. I knew I wasn't going to miss it, and, you know, we had been debating going to this wedding if all three of us would go, blah, blah, blah. And through the course of our planning, we discovered we had another wedding the next day. So within 24 hours, another wedding, but back here in Atlanta. And so we made the executive decision that I would go by myself because it didn't make sense to cart Maya and like leave early and all the driving, whatever. And so leading up to it, definitely some fears, some anxiety, worries about sleep, about her taking the bottle, about you and your energy and just like, I have full trust in you, not that you can't hack it but just like it would be a big drain on you you know to have her for two full days and well this was these were your fears. oh yes mine yeah. totally i <laughs> own it i you were cool you were chilling <laughs> i was excited yeah uh, you know and and so when we did this maya was or is eight and a half months Correct. old so first first solo time together uh eight and a half months old and it was mwah. It went Perfection. so freaking great. It went so awesome. Uh, and I I was great, too. I you was were? very happy with myself, and I was pleased with my performance in that. You know, I, it was great that it was a wedding for the first thing away, because weddings, you know, have a lot of programming, and there's a lot of things you're well, you doing. you were in the wedding. And I was so in, yes, had, I was a bridesmaid. So you had so, so much there was a lot going on, and that was a big help. But then you, you kept me so updated. You sent me all these cute pictures of her. We got to video chat, mm-hmm. and that was amazing. And, uh... Some some less than highlights, I would say, are the pumping. 
I have so much respect for those of you moms out there who are exclusive pumpers or yeah. just very frequent pumpers. Yeah. I am not a fan of pumping. I, I haven't had to do it that much over the past you eight months. You probably do it a couple times a week just mm -hmm. to have a, a Just a to have a stockpile. Stock. But preparing for this trip, I was pumping a lot. And then throughout the trip, I was pumping a yeah. lot. And then... Like I said, I was in the wedding, so it was difficult at times to scoot away to go to a bathroom to pump. And I'm I'm the only mom of the group, you know, of this group of friends. And so that was that was a little interesting too to just be like whipping out my boob all the time to either self-express too sometimes when there wasn't time to like hook up the pump. Yeah. Anyway, my boobs were, were mildly uncomfortable and large for the whole weekend, but it just made me look great in my dress. <laughs> anyway, we just share that because it was a big moment for us in our parenthood and a great moment for me as a mom. And so all of you moms out there who haven't left your babies yet or are soon to, and you know, have some fear and anxiety around it, just trust and yeah. be, uh, I had such a great time and I was able to, because I, you know, I let go you and surrendered. I surrendered. Yes. I surrendered. Cause as soon as you left the driveway, there was nothing you were gonna be able to do. Exactly. And so what ruined my trip and yeah. be less fun and not enjoy the time with my friends and this beautiful, you know, magical experience of her wedding. Like she deserves to have me there fully present, just like all my bridesmaids were for me at our wedding. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And, and, you know, I think it's worth saying that at least two weeks leading up to this, we started preparing Maya. And so I started giving her a bottle, you know, a couple times a week, um, especially at night. I might go in there and instead of at 3 a.m. you doing the feeding, I might pop in there with the bottle just so that when you left, it wasn't, she didn't experience all these things for the very first time. Right. It wasn't a complete shock. Yeah. So we started the sleep training a few weeks prior, just helping her to learn how to put herself back down to sleep. And then we also started the um, kind of random sporadic uh, bottle feeding prior. And it was beautiful. It was amazing. And yeah, I'm looking forward to the next trip. Yes. High five. Well done. High five. Bam. Uh, second thing I want to share before we get into the topic, I'll just breeze right through this. We were featured in the June issue of Fit Pregnancy and Baby. Yeah. We love magazine. Fit Pregnancy. Yes, the magazine, the printed, tangible copy. Uh, and there's a little section in there of a before and after baby bump, and it's just a spotlight um, with Father's Day coming up, and uh, Fit Pregnancy reached out to us and wanted to do a little interview with Matthew, and in there are a couple of photos of us and then of one of Matthew and Maya and it's our famous shot. If you follow any of our social media, there's a very infamous, funny shot of Matthew and me a couple days before she arrived. I think like two or three days. And there's one uh, me with my huge bump at like almost 41 weeks. And Matthew decided to replicate it because he's he's so funny like that. And it's <laughs> it's gotten a lot of attention and it's been shared far and wide. So I'm not the and only one who thinks I'm funny. <laughs> now it's in print <laughs> to prove your funniness. Yes. If you did not... If it was not um, solidified prior. So anyway, pick up the latest issue of Fit Pregnancy and Baby and check what it page out. Is it on? It's on page eight. Page eight on the bottom left-hand corner. You yes. won't miss it. Don't be mistaken by there's a photo of another couple who could actually kind of look like us in it on a different day Except or in a different lady. universe. 
Well, she's, you know, she's not as fair as I am, but she has dark brown hair, and then there's, like, a, a mixed-looking, lovely, handsome man. Anyway, that's not us. We're, <laughs> we're in the bottom corner. Okay, right, okay. let's get into it. Moving this. right along. What we're talking about today is families who choose to have children present at home birth. Yes. So if you have kids already, one, two, five, however many, you want them a part of the big day, a part of home birth. And that's something that um, a few of our moms that we have interviewed have experienced. Yes, and that's why we feel like this is something that we can talk about because uh, we didn't have any kids present. Correct. We, we don't have direct experience with this topic, however. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't have direct experience, but... In interviewing all these amazing moms and families, we have have had the pleasure of talking to a, a number of moms who have had kids present and kids involved almost in in a number of different ways. And you know, there's some amazing photos of kids hanging out in the baby pool with mom as as you know their new baby. Yeah, is it baby brother. I think so. Helping no, to catch. It, yeah, helping to catch like all sorts of really cool stuff. And so uh, we know that. There are some of you out there who are planning to have a home birth or maybe at a birthing center and you want to have your kids present. And so we wanted to give you five very quick tips, things that we have uh, pulled from these episodes, um, just things that, that can help you prepare to have your kids present. So yes. why don't you kick it off with number one? Cool. So number one, watching videos of birth, yeah. of birth happening, both both human and animal. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Like there was, there was you know, one mom who said that she was watching home like birth videos, but you know, baby animals because the little kids can relate to that and just gets them kind of in that, get them exposed to some of the things that happen during birth. Yeah, like the recent giraffe birth that was a really big one that people were watching, yeah. and you know, there was a live stream of that. Yeah. You know, waiting for the giraffe to give birth, and I think there was another um, elephant one recently that got a lot of attention. So, just you know, exposing them to birth as a normal part of life and as an experience. Yes is very cool. And so that's number one. Number two is just speaking uh, very plainly about birth and about the body, just using, you know, calling a penis a penis, calling a vagina a vagina, just, you know, using the words and getting kids exposed to the parts as they are without any judgment, without any shame, without any, any like immaturity, any humor around it, just calling it what it is and helping them to get, you know, just to normalize the body. Yes. Um, Natalie um, from episode 49 talks about her little girl who, when people would come into the house, would run right up to them. Mommy had a baby come out of her vagina right over there in that room. <laughs> like, that's amazing. And it gets them excited about it because I think when you talk to kids, especially around certain situations, kick it to them real. I think they really appreciate that. And like, I think they have a knowingness and awareness beyond what we give them credit for a lot of the time. And I think they just feel apart and it, it creates the space for them to be mature about it, like you said, and to teach other people, mm-hmm. adults and kids. All right. Number three. Number three. Uh, this also comes from Natalie in episode 49, the growling game. Oh, and so the cool. growling game was something that she and her kids did to prepare for what sometimes come up comes up in birth loud noises and expression of the sensation and of the of the moment coming um, from mama coming from mom yeah. and so if they haven't been exposed to that or if they haven't seen you be in that space 
it could be a little scary, maybe a little jarring. And so they would they would practice the noises like rah or rah, well, whatever it sounds like. Yeah, and like just to be very blunt with it, like screaming. Yeah. Right? Like loud. So so kids might be scared if they if they see their mom screaming sure, and they sure. were seeing it. So I thought that Natalie was so genius and they would just practice like what is you know what does this animal make or like let's let's practice uh, yelling and roaring and all that so that when mommy was doing it while you know the baby was coming out you know she could say it's okay remember we did this and you've seen this before right. and that's so freaking cool and we had another mom we haven't published this episode yet correct um this was Lindsay drury and she did something similar she did a you know kind of got her kids exposed to those expressions um before the birth and that's probably one of my favorite on this list. One of the most clever things. Very I clever. think it's I think it's genius. To to go off path just for like a second from like a psychological perspective, I think that also really prepares kids for awareness around emotional expression and what it can mean. By that I by that I mean, you know, they know mommy's not hurt. They know not yeah. mommy's not in danger by those yeah. noises. And kind of similar if, you know, you see mommy and daddy crying or so showing some sort of emotion, they're experiencing that thing, whether it's a sensation or a passing whatever, but like they're okay. And I don't know. I just think that could, that could be open a whole new realm of possibility for them being aware of emotions and being able to process them in a healthy way. Yeah. So anyway, that's just kind of my take on that. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Uh, number four. Yeah, number four is kind of a common sense one, but that's having somebody present at the birth whose job it might be to watch the kids, right? Or to just hang out with them and really be in charge of them. Uh, I think, again, I think it's a common sense thing, but, you know. But let's, let's not leave any stone unturned here. When you're pregnant and you're planning your birth, and sometimes common sense gets forgotten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, for us, you know, we, we did all this planning and everything, and then we thought, oh, what are we going to do with the dog? Right, you stuff, know, I mean, and, and because you're planning for all sorts of stuff, and and you may not think of things that yeah, absolutely when you're not when you aren't planning a birth are common sense, and so just having somebody there who who they know that you know their part of their role might be get the kid some food, take the kid out for a walk, put the kid to bed, whatever it is, and um, I think that's a a really simple one, but a very important one as well if you want to have your your kids present during your birth. Number five, pretty plain and simple. Just do what feels best for you. Yes. If you going up until birth want to have your kid or kids there and then right as labor is starting or whatever, you don't want them any, there anymore, fine. Like make make the arrangements, like have that person, remove them, whatever. Or maybe you don't think you want your kids there um, and they're sleeping in the night and you go into labor and then as you as things progress, it's fine for them to be there. Great. Have yeah. them there. Like, yeah whatever feels natural and aligns most with you and your family, you know, you and partner are, are on the same page. That's what's gonna, that's what matters. And, mm -hmm. and, and that a, a baby's coming into the world. That's the most important thing. And so however you want to usher that experience in or whoever you want to have there, that's ultimately your choice. And yeah. 
Either way, it's beautiful. And I don't think it says anything about what you choose to do one way or the other, that you want your kids there or you don't. Because no. I think there's valid um, reasoning for both decisions. And it's just what, what resonates most with you. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, that wraps up our list. Um, yeah, this this one I, I wanted to record and put out there because we talked about it a little bit earlier. Yes. And, uh, and I definitely want Maya present. I just think that it is an incredible experience for her to have. Um, to be present, to watch her baby brother or baby sister come into the world. And she may not remember it, depending on when we have baby number two, um, but just to be able to share that experience with her after the fact. Like, you were here. You were a part of bringing you know, your, your, your sibling into the world. I think it will be an incredibly awesome thing. I'm in agreement. I think that's what works best for us. Um, I definitely want to plan to have her there and then, you know, have some backups or have some contingencies on however everyone feels that day and then you know have someone there to kind of watch her if need be no we're not going to have anyone no you're <laughs> shaking just... your head all right well to like, be continued on this conversation i wonder what sarah would do if i shake my head right now you know what i'll do when you <laughs> shake your head at me. we're gonna have watson watch her oh okay yep. great they're gonna take care of each other it's gonna be great and uh he'll cut the cord and we'll be <laughs> oh my god yep. <laughs> all right this one's help getting, me this one's guys getting out, help out of hand. me and the okay. sweet potato timer went off oh sweet potatoes oh yeah the master of the sweet potatoes that's one of the other things that's growing in the garden yeah and i'm a oh boy i i cook some mean sweet potato fries he's so proud of his sweet potato fries you guys they I, are delicious yes they're better than any any sweet potato fry you're gonna get in a restaurant okay come on over and say hey matthew i want to try some of them fries and I'll hook it up. <laughs> okay. So any of you out there who have had a home birth with your children present, if there's something we didn't talk about or share that was part of your experience or some tips you have or, you know, things that, that came up in your birthday, please share with us and we can add them into the episode notes, um, share them on social media, or maybe even share your email because we've been known to share a listener email from time to time. Yes, we do. So yeah, hit us up. Let us know. You can reach us hello at diahpodcast.com on the Facebook. I said the Facebook. <laughs> that was the first name. Right? <laughs> uh, doing it at home. Instagram at D-I-A-H podcast. And share with us. We'd love to hear your perspective and your tips as well. Yes, yes. Connect with us online. Leave a review on iTunes if you dig the show. And we love you. Love you. It's sweet potato time. It's sweet potato time. Peace. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.